Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Capes and Japes, your number one source for talking about comic books. This is the, this is the one. This is the number one. <laughs> this is it. This is all we've got. <laughs> we destroyed all other comic book podcasts, and now it's only us. So whatever we want to talk about, you have to listen to. You have a comic podcast that you love listening to? Not anymore. It's just us. It's just We've us. We've replaced Learn to them. Love us. <laughs> we, we hacked all of their RSS feeds. They now just all redirect back to us. Um, I am your comic book overlord, Olivia. And I'm your comic book sidekick, Elion. <laughs> Um, today we are talking about something that's not actually related to Batman, which will be surprising because I am wearing a Batman sweater literally as we're recording this. I did but notice that. It, it's very good, but it not very good. on brand for this episode. On no, brand for as... you, but not quite this episode. <laughs> for me as a person and just the energy I put out into the universe for sure. But this episode, we are talking about one of my other personal favorite comics. Um, which is Brian K. Vaughn's Runaways, uh, which is a Marvel comic. Um, it was created by Brian K. Vaughn, who is, uh, one of my favorite living writers. Um, he's more known for, I mean, he's most known for this probably. He's also very well known for a lot of his indie stuff. Um, Why the Last Man? Uh, Saga currently is a very big deal. Uh, Ex Machina, Paper Girls is also currently running. Uh, Pride of Baghdad. There's some other stuff that I'm forgetting. And he's done like, uh, other, you know, superhero comics as well. But Runaways is, uh, his, his main creative work in that field. Um, it, the original series started in, I think, 2003. Um, and that then it's right. like, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was mid 2000s. Um, and then it sort of, uh, it was canceled briefly and then relaunched like a year later. Um, and then it ran for a few years after that, and then it had a couple other writers come on, and then it wasn't as good, and then it got cancelled. Um, and now it's back again, and being written by Rainbow Rowell, uh, just, uh, this past year. Um, there's six issues into that one now, I think. Um, it is also currently a, um, uh, are you okay? You made a humming noise. There's a low-flying airplane, and I'm just watching the waveform on Audacity, like, mmm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, airplanes. Is it still there? Yeah, it's going away, but it's just, okay. oh boy. Oh, Hachimachi. Also, I wasn't, I was not making that humming sound. What you actually heard was the low-flying airplane. Oh, no. Oh, rip. I was making a humming face, though, where I was just staring yeah. at Audacity. Ugh, <laughs> oh, so I'm very that sorry. Was, that's okay. It's not, you don't control the sky or the planes. How are you so um, sure? 
That's also true. We can never truly know. Um, anyways, um, Runaways is also currently a, um, a Hulu original TV series. Um, so you might have heard of it from that. Because, like, not a lot of people who are, like, not comics people, I feel like, knew about Runaways. Um, and now more people know about it because it's a, it's a TV show and there were a bunch of ads for it on, like, Snapchat and stuff. And yeah, all I the kept, things I kept seeing like Instagram ads where it's yeah. like, what are you thankful for this Christmas like this Thanksgiving yeah, chase? I and I'm just it. like and then their parents show up and it's like, ooh, spooky. Here's the parents. <laughs> spooky parents. They're trying to have a nice Thanksgiving dinner and their parents ruin it. <laughs> That's the plot of runaways, it's just the ruining a Thanksgiving dinner. No. Um, here's what Runaways is about. I'm going, um, first off, um, I'm going to try and not just make this, like, my Runaways pitch, um, (laughs) because Runaways is, like, like, one of my all-time favorite comics, and also, like, one of my all-time favorite, like, narratives in any medium, and I'm constantly, constantly, constantly trying to get people to read it, (laughs) like, everybody I know. Um, so I'm going to try. Maybe I'll start out with my runaways pitch. It's it's just two things. Teens found families. Yo. (laughs) There there we go. That's the pitch. That's the pitch. That's all, that's the whole pitch. That's all you need. Um, I'm also going to try and not to get into like plot spoilers. Um, we might discuss some, like, character details that get revealed later on, um, but nothing that would, uh, cause part of, part of the pitch can't be done without mentioning certain things about certain characters, but nothing that would ruin your enjoyment of the series, cause there are twists, and we're not gonna talk about those. Yeah, because um, I feel like Runaways is something completely accessible to people who want to get into it. Yes. Unlike your Batmans and Robins, like you don't have a big thing of backlog and a bunch of different like universes and yes. reboots and everything. Runaways, ha- like I have like what, four or five collected volumes of it? And then... I don't know if there's anything after that before the Rainbow Ravel series. Um, there's a couple. They start, like, using them in a couple, like, uh, crossover events. Like, Nico and Chase show up in Avengers Arena, which was, like, this, like, basically Hunger Games. Oh, and they fun. all have to fight. Yeah, it was bad to me. Um, Chase gets, like, possessed or something. That sucked. I mean, it was, like, good, but it was also, it was a bad series. Um, Alex (laughs) is doing something right now with some other team. Victor was in Avengers AI and, uh, also in Vision. Uh, that's not important. There's no, this is Runaways. And then there's, like, there's, they met up with the Young Avengers a couple times for, like, Civil War and stuff. And that was cute. Um, Yeah, and that's... But you don't need any of those. (laughs) Plus, if you, like me, get the collected editions, 
at least the Avengers, uh, the, the the Young Avengers Runaways Civil War crossover is in it. It's collected oh, right in on. it. So nice. don't yeah, gotta search good. that out. Just look for like Runaways Collected Edition. There's like four volumes or something. That's good teen content. Anyways, so you might know this if you've seen um, any stuff about the Hulu series, but basically what Runaways is about is um, there's this group of teens. There's six teens, right? <laughs> let, me, let me count the teens. Alex, Nico, Chase, Gertrude. I almost said Lucy in the Sky because that's what she j- she just said. Like, hey, this is my new code name, <laughs> Carolina, uh, and Molly, Molly who's, who's preteen. Yes, so five teens and a preteen. Um, five they, teens and a preteen walk into a bar, <laughs> except they don't. They get kicked out because the they're underage. Says, get out of here, your teens! How dare you? Um, so there's these. Uh, these group of teens whose parents are all friends and like every year their parents get together and do some like weird you know grown-up meeting stuff um and the kids all have to hang out so they've known each other for like pretty much their whole lives and now they're at the point where um you know they're all kind of like diverging in terms of their interests um you have uh Alex Wilder, who's, like, uh, sort of a a high-achieving, like, young black kid. He likes video games. He quotes Star Trek. Um, He's very smart and super driven. Um, You have uh, Nico Minoru, who's a uh, a goth uh, Japanese-American girl um, who's, like, super style like goth stylish but like super stylish and like very into her aesthetic and like not really you know not really in it for any reason other than the aesthetic um you have oops that was me a fool (laughs) um also she can make her own clothes which is very impressive yes she's very crafty um, she used to be kind of more bookish, and now she's just, like, living, living the dream. Um, Carolina Dean, um, whose parents are actors, and she's, like, this, like, super upbeat, like, bubbly, like, blonde girl who's, like, just, you know. Vegan, goes to vegan. peace rallies with her oh, parents. Yeah. All that sort of fun stuff. Just, like, good vibes all the time. Um, Gertrude Stein goes by Gert. Um, she's a little bit younger than the others. I think Gert's, like, 15. And uh, the others are, like, a year or two older. Um, but she's a, a chubby anarchist with purple hair um, with a lot of very strong opinions. Um, I don't think the word SJW... They do call her... They, somebody calls her a social justice warrior in the Hulu series, which, like, <laughs> probably would have happened if the term social justice warrior existed uh, in 
2003. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, like, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. She's like very jaded and kind of mistrusting and hates the patriarchy and uh, doesn't wants believe to be in a socialist. And... Wants to be a socialist. Um, she's my hero. Um, Chase Stein, um, who's a dumb jock whose parents are scientists. Um, his dad is an asshole. Um, Chase is just doing his best. Um, he's Honestly, the first time you meet Chase in the comic, his dad punches him in the face. So, like, that's where he's coming from. That's where he's coming from. Listen, he's like, he's a very, he's a good, he's a good boy. He says some clueless things, and he doesn't know what's going on most of the time. And he just wants to be cool, and he loves his friends. <laughs> um, He tries to act like he's, you know tougher than he is but he's he's a good boy um and molly hayes um who's about she 10 does it say how old she is she's 11 she's 11 uh molly hayes who's 11 years old um and is just like what what, exactly what you imagine like a fun 11 year old to be like she loves stuffed animals and she thinks wolverine is cool um and (laughs) She's like does not stop talking ever and she's super sweet and they're all good. That's what I'm getting at. Like every time I I mention one of them, I'm like, they're good, they're good, they're my child. I love them. <laughs> um And this runaway is my child, and this runaway is my child, and this yes. runaway is my child. That runaway isn't my child. <laughs> but that but all is. of these runaways are my children. Um so all of these wonderful kids um, are like hanging out at yet another of their parents' like boring meetings, and they're in they're at Alex's house in like Alex's game room, and they're like super bored, um, and they're like, "Let's go see what's going on with our parents' weird meeting because we have nothing else to do." Um, and they sneak in on the okay the, to be fair alex is like hey guys a couple months ago i was looking for christmas presents and i found like yes. this super secret passageway let's go that spy on our parents let's go spy on our parents um and they go into the secret passageway and they find their parents all wearing like these very weird outfits um and like gathered in a circle and like saying some very strange things about, like, off-world enemies and, like, the future of the Pride. And uh, there's a moment where Alex is like, holy shit, our parents are superheroes. And then um, they take out a teenage girl from, like, somewhere else in the room and they stab her. And they're like, oh, no! They're not. <laughs> They're villains. They are super villains. So this is the conceit of the of the story is that these kids suddenly realize their parents are super villains and have to figure out what to do about that. So from that point on, um they go and they um start like you know, trying to like 
figure out what their parents actually do. Um, each of them has like a different thing. Like Gert's parents are time travelers, um, and she finds this like genetically engineered psychic raptor that's like telepathically linked to her. Um, and she <laughs> names her old lace. Um, there's a dinosaur in these comics. Please read them. Um, a psychic actually, the, dinosaur. A psychic dinosaur from the 87th from the- century. <laughs> Um, my, um, the, my, I watched a little bit of the Hulu series with my mom, um, and she was, like, reading some reviews of it beforehand, and she was like, oh, the people said, like, the dinosaur effects look really good, and I'm like, oh, neat, and when we started watching it, um, she was like, oh, one of them has a dinosaur, and I was like, yeah, that's what, they were talking about the dinosaur, she was like, I thought one of them turned into a dinosaur, <laughs> I was like, okay. That would be cooler. I would also watch that series. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Which um, Olivia, which runaway do you think would be more, most likely to turn into a dinosaur? Molly. <laughs> very fair, very fair. Good choice. <laughs> Molly would also be very excited to turn into a dinosaur. That's her mutant power. She turns into a dinosaur. Yes. Surprise, Molly's a mutant, and she has super strength, and she can lift a car. She's this. She's a ten-year-old girl in like a knit hat with like ducks on it, who can like lift a car. Yeah, with her bare hands, she can um, punch Wolverine across the room. She punches Wolverine across the room one time. She punches the Punisher in the stomach, and he's winded for like three days. <laughs> it's beautiful. And everyone, they're like Molly. You're not supposed to punch people without superpowers, and she's like, he has a thing on his chest. I like, what kind of normal, non-powered dude walks around with a big ol' skull on his chest? It's just logical. Um, Chase uh, steals a bunch of his... Well, not a bunch. Chase steals some of his parents' technology. Like, they have uh, cool x-ray goggles and uh, these big metal gauntlets that can shoot fire. Um, Which, and- those x-ray goggles, though... Like, they're not really x-ray goggles. <laughs> That's not what x-ray is. You can just is. see people's underwear. Yeah. Also, it's like, there's that one throwaway joke about that, and then I don't think he uses them. I mean, like, he pulls them out later, but then he gets interrupted. Yeah. Also, I mean, he just, like, kind of has them on top of his head to look cool, which is yeah. legit. Which, um, the fun thing about him using them the first time is his parents catch him. You know, his parents the only people who know what those goggles actually do. <laughs> and they're like, take those off your face right now. God. Oh, fuck. So good. Um, Carolina is an alien. Um, and she's beautiful which, and we love her. She's beautiful and we love her and we're so proud of her. She glows rainbow colors and she can fly. Um, which is, like, one of the the best moments of, like, each of them discovering their, you know, their abilities or their inheritance or what have you, because they're, like, uh, they're all, like, arguing the whole time, like, maybe our parents weren't evil, like, maybe we were, like, you know, misinterpreting that, and then, like, Gert and Alex were, like, no, th- that was evil, for sure, like, a hundo percent, um... To and be like fair, Car- though, Carolina had taken Molly out of the room, so Carolina yes. didn't see it. All she knows is that, like, 
Her parents have always been kind to her. They go to peace rallies. They're okay. vegan. Like, she knows all of these things. She can't. So it's like, hey, you're telling me that my parents were there when this girl was murdered, but like, that doesn't jive with what I know about my parents. And because yeah. she didn't see it, it's kind of a little bit easier to discount. It's, it's very true. Um, so she's like having this argument um, with these people in, you know, when they go to her house to like see if there's anything there. Um they find like a a message that basically like tells her to take off her uh her medical alert bracelet that she said she's had since she was like you know a baby um and she's like like yelling at them and in tears and they keep trying to be like no this really happened like our parents are evil and she's like maybe yours are but mine aren't um and she's like watch i'll take off this stupid bracelet um and she takes off the bracelet and she starts glowing and she's like freaking out um and then she's suddenly like wait i can fly <laughs> i can fly yeah because she's like freaking out about like this whole like you guys are trying to convince me that my parents are evil and now like maybe i'm not like because she's trying to figure out what's going on right so she's like <laughs> yeah. maybe i'm a mutant maybe something like this and then someone's like well your parents like somebody did mention like your parents taking care of like quote unquote off-world enemies and she's like so you're trying to tell me that i'm an alien and she's like freaking out yes. and then like she starts through this freaking out she starts floating and then she's like and i i can fly oh my god <laughs> starts flying around complete like 180 yeah oh my god it's so good um uh nico's uh parents are magicians and they have this staff called the Staff of One. Um, and when they run into her parents, Nico gets into a fight with them um, while they're sneaking around trying to like find all this stuff. Um, and they, her, one of her parents goes to like attack her with the staff and it just like absorbs into her body. Um, yeah. And they're and like, her mom's just like, that shouldn't have happened. That wasn't right. And Nico's like, uh, bye. Um, so she has this staff, um, and she can summon it, um, by shedding her own blood, um, and she does that, and she says, when blood is shed, let the staff of one emerge, and it's very which, cool. Which, it's very fun, but also, I think there's, like, one throwaway panel or something where, uh, she summons it, and then someone's just like, you didn't even cut yourself this time, like, what happened? And she's like... Well, it's uh, that time of the month, so. <laughs> and nice. it's like, yes, good, thank you. Thank, I'm yeah. so glad that it's good for something. <laughs> Menstruation. Good for doing blood good, magic. Good for doing blood magic. Who, yeah, who would have guessed? Um, and she can, um, she can make it do basically anything, but the catch is she can't use the same spell twice. So if she tries to say the same thing twice, it goes extremely haywire. Um, and because this is Brian K. Vaughn, like, a lot of the spells are, like, or the phrasing she chooses is, like, pop culture references. Like, at one point, she, like, immobilizes her parents in the air by saying, like, float on. Um, yeah. It's good. It's choice. Um, and Alex, 
uh, steals his parents' copy of their, like, the, the pride's, like, manual that, like, records their history and, like, talks about, like, why they're doing this evil stuff and who the sacrifices are for. Um, but he has to decode it. Um, but Alex's parents are, like, sort of the de facto leaders, and so Alex becomes the de facto leader of the Runaways. So they get all this stuff, and then, as you can expect, they do run away. <laughs> yes, and Alex is also, by, like, this is something that his parents say in the comics, he is a strategical prodigy, <laughs> which up until now he has mostly used on Avengers video games. <laughs> He's just really into MMORPGs. <laughs> so, just, just like his parents like watching him like get really into this whatever Avengers Warcraft and just being like, yes, a strategic prodigy. His brilliant tactical mind. <laughs> it's um it's good, is the thing. Um so they get all this, and they run away. Um, they run away to, like, a, a, like, a cave that, like, Chase found. And he was like, oh, yeah, I used to go there when, like, my parents were being shitty, which was always. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool, Chase. Um, and it's, like, a collapsed, like, hotel? I, I don't know. Chase is like, yeah, I heard about, like, this mansion that some guy built in the 1920s and then it was abandoned and I guess it just got swallowed up by an earthquake or a landslide or something. Anyway, <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> we all live here. Um, and also I found a sign on eBay that says uh, dangerous levels of radiation so nobody else would come in. Anyway, <laughs> totally safe. I put that sign there. <laughs> they're like chase the sign he's like no i put that there and they're like wow cool um cool hangout um, i mean to be fair this is also the dude who has like this blank white van that he asked <laughs> his parents for because like he read in a true crime novel that Blank white vans are the hardest thing to find because every electrician and plumber has one, so it's really easy to just fall off the face of the earth if you're driving a plain white van. Oh my god. And they're just like, everybody, he tells them this, and Gert's like, uh, maybe the apple should have fallen a little further from the tree. <laughs> He's so proud of himself for it, too. Um, but, um, so, yeah, so they, they get to this hideout, um, and that's kind of, like, how the story unfolds, is you have these teens who are suddenly, like, each other's only family that they can rely on, and they're trying to escape their parents, like, maybe stop their parents from doing whatever evil they're trying to do, do some other good stuff if they can, um, and deal with all their own teen drama, which is considerable. 
I mean, they're teens. Everything seems like it's the end of the world, and also their parents are evil and framed them for a murder. They're God. Um, so, some things that make Runaway um, one of my favorite stories of all time is, uh, one, teens. Two, found family. <laughs> hey! My pitch worked. <laughs> it worked. We've done it. Um, it's just like, it's, it's written very believably, um, in terms of these kids, like, having, like, realistic conflict, because they're all very different, but also, like, very sincerely caring about each other, um, in, in the sense that, like, it's, it's very, it's earnest without ever being really sappy about it. Um, like, all of the, all of the emotional beats it hits are, like, very genuine. Um, and it's also a story about, like, having shitty parents and then just being like, hey, if your parents are shitty, like, that sucks. Like, you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Like, that's, that's not your problem. Um, cause, uh, you know, like, even while they're all, you know, kind of trying to figure out, cause some of them are, like, fully convinced of this, like, oh, our parents are definitely evil. There's a moment where, like, even Chase, who, like, saw this happen, and whose, like, father is, like, canonically abusive, is, like, yeah, I mean, so what? Like, my dad, like, hits me. That doesn't mean he's evil. And they're like, no, he is! He killed a person! <laughs> he did a murder! Um, he did a murder, Chase! You were he, there! You saw it! And, excuse me, Alex, that was your father holding the knife? Your yeah. dad was there! <laughs> yeah. Right um, there! I get, like, I get really... I get emo about Chase all the time. Um, I get emo. That's fair. Um, but, uh, there's, like, when they go to get, like, when Chase breaks into his parents' lab and, like, they steal the, the fistigons, um, or the name of the gloves, uh, and the, um, the, the x-ray goggles and stuff, um, they get into a fight with Chase's parents, and I think Nico's parents yeah. also roll up then, um, and while they're, like, you know, making their escape they're like okay fuck our parents are trying to kill us um and they're like chase is like oh that doesn't sound right they're like your dad like attacked you and he's like well i probably deserved it and it's like chase yeah yeah chase has a lot going on chase uh. is working through a lot of stuff um it has uh some of the best teen heads you can possibly imagine. It has one, like, very, very, very good teen head, um, and <laughs> one extremely fraught, sad teen head. Um, so you can take your pick if you want, like, teen heads who, like, keep getting distracted from important missions because they're, like, making out in closets, or if you want teen heads who ruin each other's lives, you can have both with runaways. Your number one source. Um, 
and but it but had... it's not just straight couples here at Runaways. <gasps> Surprise! No surprise. Carolina is gay. Carolina is gay. Uh, and for like the first, um, so basically how this breaks down is like the original run that was that started in two thousand three, um, is eighteen issues, and is basically like a self-contained story. Um, and then when they brought it back, um, they relaunched it from issue one, but, like, continuing where they left off. Um, so you can just read those, like, first 18 issues and have, like, a really good experience. But if you keep reading past that, you will meet, A, um, Victor Mancha, who, Mancha, probably, um, who is a, um, a cyborg that was created by Ultron um he's essentially you... Ultron's son. He's Ultron's son. His dad is Ultron. So, um he is invited to the club of evil parents. Um yeah, cuz I don't think like as a cyborg, are there any eviler parents than Ultron? <laughs> it's the most the most evil dad you can have. I just um, I just really enjoy in the whole like Victor finding out who his dad is, Ultron at first disguises himself as Dr. Doom. And he's like, hey kid, your dad is Dr. Doom. And he's like, my dad is Dr. Doom? Oh no. And then it's like, psych, it's Ultron. Ultron is your dad. It's like, well, that's not better. (laughs) It's like, wait, so what? I'm a robot too? And it's like, yup, guess what? You're a robot. But you know I thought what? I was human. Yeah, you thought. <laughs> you thought, bitch, you thought. You know all those memories you had about being a teen and living a normal life? You were a robot the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I I basically, like, created your childhood from scratch and just kind of put that into a robot. You think you're a lot older than you are. Congrats. It's, congrats. Hey, have fun with this. Um... So, um, I love him a lot, and he is on the team, um, and also, it also introduces a gender-fluid alien monarch who is betrothed to Carolina and presents usually as, like, uh, they're, uh, they're a scroll. um, their name is Zavin, and they can, you know, scrolls can... They're shapeshifters. They're shapeshifters, basically. Um, so they're usually presenting as, like, a, like, a beautiful, young, black, like, female-bodied person, um, and they show up and they're like, Carolina, we're engaged! And Carolina's like, well, I'm a lesbian! <laughs> and Zavin's like, well, because at first they show up, uh, like, presenting masculinely because yes. it's Earth, and in a lot of places it's a patriarchy. So they're just like, hmm, I want to appear powerful. I'm a dude. 
It's like, Carolina, you have to marry me. And she's like, I like girls. And it's like, well, that's not a problem. Shape-shifting. And Carolina's like, okay. That's (laughs) fair. (laughs) That's legit. Um, So for, basically... Guess guess I'll be part of this weird thing where, like, both of our home planets are going to destroy each other unless we get married. This space opera of a romance. (laughs) There's, like, they don't... It's good... It's good also because they don't really get into, like the plot of that is just like, oh, this space shit is going on. And they leave and come back and Carolina's like, it's uh, space shit is still happening. Hold on. <laughs> um, but it's good. But so for those first 18 issues, like if you, if you know what you're looking for, Carolina is like very, very, very heavily implied to be like a gay and B into Nico. Um, and but it's never stated outright. And then once in to like... To be fair, it was also 2003. It was 2003. Yeah. Um, and then in the... There's there's a lot of stuff in there that like you have to look and it's like, that is 2003. Like they use the R slur uh, yes. in like the first issue. That's and like, like luckily there's another dude who's like, oh, that's not cool. And then uses like very teen, like uneducated logic about it. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's yeah. the thing that I was I yeah I should say at some point during this I was planning on saying at some point during this, um, but <laughs> it came up organically. It, it did come up organically because it's on the first page, and then yeah. they don't use it again. Um, and it's like it's very it was actually funny because I just saw um, I saw John Darnell do John Darnell of the Mountain Goats. Um, doing, like, a reading and a talk, um, on the, this past Friday, um, and somebody mentioned, like, something he'd written where, like, a character, characters were, like, using the Arsler, and if he would still do that if he wrote it again, and he was, like, well, like, I mean, that's the thing, is that's how, like, teens at that time talked, and I don't want to, like, deny the fact that, like, that's what it sounded like, and it's like, I mean, that's true. And then it's also like, you can still depict accurate teen dialogue without having, like, anybody who reads it, like, feel, you know, Yeah, you can write teen dialogue without afraid. using slurs. You can. It it's, is possible. It's possible. Um, but that's the thing, is that, like, other than that, it doesn't show up again. And, like, yeah. Chase occasionally like calls things gay in a teen boy way and then everyone's like chase stop um but that's like the worst of it so i always and i think after carolina comes out i think he apologizes to her i haven't read that issue in a while he's like oh shit yeah yeah it's it's cool um because there's like a couple times like before she comes out when she like calls him out specifically for it and he's like uh yeah i know and then she like comes out <laughs> oh and he's like, no oh, i messed fuck. up um but yeah anyways that's on the first page and i think like in a broader sense than that which is unfortunate it is a book that's like concerned with you know, representation, even yeah, it's when... it's very diverse. It's very Especially diverse. for something that came out in 2003. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very diverse. It's, like, a team of, you know, like, four 
girls and two guys um, as, as they start out, and then, you know, more people come in and trade off and stuff. Um, but uh, I was watching the first episode with my mom, the Hulu show, and she was like, is this what, this is the team? It's, it's four girls and two guys? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's mostly girls. Which is like, which never happens in superhero teams. Um, Usually it's like four dudes and a lady. Yeah. Um, it has um, a beautiful lesbian from outer space. Um, and her... Well, I mean, uh, she's... That's true. Um, her parents are from outer space. She's a space lesbian. Um, oh, I'm freezing. Oh, no. Okay. Hey, everybody, here's, here's the bit. Oh, she's a lesbian from outer space. Well, she's from Earth, technically. You're right. Her parents are from outer space, but she's a space lesbian. Um, are you good now? Hello, everyone. If there was some weirdness there, we had some audacity issues, and we had to pause the recording. Um, as, as anyone who has ever listened to or created a podcast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. You, you, you know how it goes. You know how it'd be. If there was no weirdness, don't freaking worry about it. Don't, um, don't worry about it. It was fine. We didn't spend like 20 minutes frantically Googling how to fix my problem. <laughs> Me on Google.com. How do I fix my problem? Google.com. Boy, you got too many. Whoa, man. Um, but so as we were saying, we have a beautiful space lesbian. Um, and the beautiful space lesbian has an amazing gender-fluid fiancé, they get married, a beautiful gender-fluid spouse, who at one point has this conversation with Molly, um, where Molly's like, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it be easier for people if you were just a girl all the time or a boy all the time? And Savin's like, well, wouldn't it be easier for people if you weren't a mutant? And Molly's like, well... I mean, I guess, but that's what I am. And Zavin's like, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's like, it's just really, like, straightforward and good and, like, kind of remarkable coming from a cis dude and also remarkable coming from, like, the mid-2000s. Um, yeah. Which is not to say that, like, Runaways is, like, the ultimate beacon of representation or that this, you know, cis dude comics creator has, like, never done anything wrong. But or it's fixed like, comics. Or he's... Somehow, Brian K. Vaughn has yet to save comics, but we're, we're hanging in there. Um, but it's, like, it's really refreshing and good. And also, it's, like, genuinely so funny. Um and so charming, and super easy to get into, um, because one of my favorite things about it is that it's, like, it does not tie into the larger Marvel universe almost at all. There's, like, a couple of, like, Cloak and Dagger show up at one point. There's, like, later on, there's some more cameos, like, like uh, Spider-Man... <laughs> Okay, Which is but amazing. that Spider-Man scene is choice. It's very it's just like chef's kiss. Exquisite. Spider-Man, like... 
I was, I, mean, a, I was a teen superhero. If if we ever do a Spider-Man episode, it's mostly going to be me talking about how I love when Peter Parker is just this adult superhero who used to be a teen superhero and talks to new teen superheroes like, look, I know how it is, so let me prevent you from making the mistakes that I have made. Like, sitting with these kids in a diner, just like, hey, let I know I can't stop you from doing this, but maybe I can help a little. It's it's so wholesome and good. Also, uh, Molly punches Wolverine through a building. It's um, so good. Yeah. But, like, other than that, like, it's not, and, you know, Skrulls, but we don't have to deal with a lot of Skrull stuff. It's, like, um, it's not tied into, like... Like we said at the beginning, like, there's not a lot of, like, continuity or, like, backstory or, like, Spider-Man's there. You know who Spider-Man is. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Captain America's there. You know who Captain America is. Yeah. He tries to tell them to go home. (laughs) Oh, man. Steve. Um, And it's such a small part of it, but, like, it still feels, like, very immersed in, like, what the reality of living in the Marvel Universe would be like. Like, part of it is, like, they all live in California, and it's the, you know, well-established fact that, like, every superhero in the world is in New York City. So there's all these, like, every time there's something going on, like, there's, like, cops, like, we don't get, we don't get super crime out here! This is LA! What are you talking about? (laughs) Which And it's good, and, like, Carolina mentions, like, oh, I took, like, a history of mass crime elective in, like, you know, last year. It's, like, it's just very, it makes a conscious effort to be aware of, like, what this would actually feel like. And as a result, it feels, like, really lived in and, like, fun to read. Um, and it's just, it's so good. You... These teens are so lovable, and they love each other. Um, and it's, you know, it's not a a lengthy read. Like you said, there's, like, you know, some collected editions on Amazon. You also only have to read the Brian K. Vaughn stuff because, uh, um. it gets <laughs> unfortunate. There's, uh, do we want to talk about the one arc, you know? The time travel arc. They do time travel. Joss Whedon comes on because there is a, a character that arc. comes back from that arc who persists, and she's got a real bunk backstory there. That's true. Um, she does come, but also you don't have to read that, and then she doesn't. But she, I mean, she's fine. Like I don't want to put this on. This character that Joss Whedon created. No, she's a tiny oh. child and she's fine, but Joss Whedon did her dirty. Joss Whedon did her dirty. Joss Whedon did everyone dirty. Joss Whedon decided Nico should, like, get tortured by an her evil Her grandma witch. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and also has a scene, after that whole thing with Zavin has already happened, has a scene where, like, Zavin and Carolina are, like, in an argument and, like, Zavin, like, switches from, like, male presenting to female presenting, like, unconsciously while they're arguing. And Carolina's like, oh, you, like, you know, 
you turned into like a female presenting while you weren't thinking about it. That means you're really a girl. Hooray. It's like, no. Yeah. I it doesn't. Do, I do kind of enjoy like the if it were handled better, I would kind of enjoy the mythology of like shape-shifting unconsciously when you're experiencing like, like, yeah, that's yeah maybe good. going from like cuz he what like I say he because, like, male presenting disguise there. Yes. Goes no, from, fine. like, this white dude, because they're in, like, what, 1800s New York or something? Yeah, something like and, that. like, they're presenting as, like, this white dude, and then they get in an argument, and they turn, like, into more the original uh, present presentation as, like, a black dude, <laughs> and then into the black woman. And if it weren't, like... See, you're real. You're really a woman because you got upset and you changed into a woman. It, like, I like the idea of getting upset and losing control over shape shifting abilities, and that could be very good. interesting for the like. Oh shoot, I just did this thing in public in eight in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and now they're like, oh hey. You're not a white man at all. <laughs> and then having some conflict arise from that, but not the whole, like, you're really a woman. It is. It, I mean, it, it could be good. And I'm excited for uh, Rainbow Rowell to get to Zavin in this new version, because I think that will be extremely good. God, um, I they hope haven't so. They haven't shown up, but I do, I have, I have faith despite all evidence to the contrary. Um, but yeah, there's like, there are also some like genuinely good and funny moments in that arc. Like that's where Molly punching the Punisher happens. Kingpin's in it, which is, I love him. Um, Nico gives like this really like brief but good speech where um, they think that like Chase has like fallen off the building um, and everyone's like trying to say what, like trying to figure out like what to do, and Nico's like, "This is this is what we do, okay? We we die and we freaking I freaking mess it up, and then we have to go back and do it all over again." Um, and it's like it's very emotional for me. Um, but the rest of it is bad, and the stuff after it is bad. And just read the Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Um, Nico is top three female comic book characters of all time. Um, Alex. There's no one else like Alex anywhere in fiction. It's got a space lesbian. It has a really good head. Um, and Molly which, punches which, Wolverine out of building. Which head are you talking about there, Olivia? I don't think you ever named the heads. You're just the like, good... there's, there's one head and another head. So you have your choice. Okay, listen. Gert and Chase fall in love. And... It's amazing. It's so good. It's so good and wholesome and based on genuine mutual respect. Um, so this was a pitch after all. Um, <laughs> please, please read Runaways. It's not quite like any other comic. And I think it would be worth your time. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Siri send tweet. <laughs> read one. Read runaways. Siri send tweet. 
<laughs> Mood always. Did you have anything you wanted to add about uh, the good shit? I mean, I've been talking about it this whole time with you. This isn't one where I just, like, sit back and listen to the history of it. Um, this is true, but I didn't want to, like, skip to the end without, like, giving you a chance to add anything that we missed. That's fair. Um, I mean, there's some good shit. I haven't watched Hulu Ways yet. Uh, Hulu Ways is a good show. It's very... Different, I've totally heard. Totally different, yeah. I'm also um, kind of upset that, like, Molly does not look like she is 11. Is, did they yeah. age her up in the show, the, or she, is she still she was, 11? No, she is aged up. Um, okay. She's, like, maybe, like, a a freshman or something, and the others are, like, a couple years older. Um, she's weird. younger than them, but only a little bit younger. That's weird. Anyway. It is. But, I mean, she's good. She's still likable. And she's, like, a, a Latina actress. So yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. neat. Um, like, I'm not saying anything bad about the actress. It's just no, weird. No, but no. it's like, hmm, we're putting out a TV show. We don't want an 11-year-old on our TV show about teens. Let's make her <laughs> 14. Children. No, I do. I miss my, I miss my very small, strong daughter. My small, strong, sleepy daughter. Ah, so sleepy. So strong. Can't wait to read what Rainbow Rowell has, though. I haven't Man, read any of it. I, I, think, I think you will be delighted by it. I'm sure I will. The Victor content is so good. Oh, I bet. Victor. Um, okay, sorry. That's... <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to it. Um, back to it. Um, so, did you read anything last week, or? Um, I, I have not read this week's comics yet. I was, I did go on a whole Twitter thing about this, so I don't want to do my whole spiel again. Um, also, we said we were going to stop talking about Batman, but I do have a Batman thing to pitch. Um, I was rereading, um, Tom King's, uh, The War of Jokes and Riddles, which was a recent arc in the current Batman run. Um, and it is, it's a self-contained story that's basically the idea is, like, Batman is telling this story to Catwoman after he proposes to her because he's like, I need you to know this thing that happened, like, in the first year that I was Batman, um, because I did something in it, um, that I need you to know about, and then you can decide if you marry me. Um, so it's just this, like, six-issue, like mini arc about like as you can tell like the joker and the riddler developing this like intense animosity that sort of like engulfs all of gotham um but it's a very very good self-contained batman story and if you want like good like rogues content like it's like exactly my shit it's like it's very well written and it's super like easy to read because it's just like explains explains itself within it um but yes so that's good uh there was a new issue of runaways this week but i haven't read it yet but victor's on the cover so i bet it's good um <laughs> that's my opinion um thank you for listening to us talk about runaways sorry if there was weird audio in the middle but if there wasn't 
don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. Just just forget about that part. Just don't even freaking worry about it. Um, and thank you as always for joining us here on Capes and Japes. I'm Olivia. And I'm Elion. And you can find us on the social media. No, that's right! Shoot! <laughs> I, I wrapped it around on you. You can find us on the social medias. Um, we're on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. All of those yes. are at Capes and Japes, all one word. Uh, you can also email us with comments, questions, suggestions. That's <laughs> at Capes and capesandjapes at gmail.com. Again, all one word. Um, I think that's all our social medias. Oh, we have a tip jar on our Pinecast page. If you guys wanted to throw a couple dollars our way, that's a thing that you can do. Yeah, um, if you want to help us cover our hosting costs and or me to buy the next collected edition of Runaways that I don't have yet. <laughs> If you want to send us comics, if you want to mail us com, don't we can't give you our addresses, but um, just send us an email and we'll send you like a drops. We'll send you like a uh, a map a dead drop. We'll send you a map to a drop zone. It's in the middle of Montana. Neither one of us live in Montana, but we'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll know. <laughs> um, thank you so much. For, for joining us. Once again, I am Olivia. And I am, as always, Elyon. Kiss me sexy Kiss me Batman. Sexy. <laughs> Kiss me sexy Batman. The same time. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>